better go back the way you came. Wrong way if you stay. Prepare to have your shit rearranged the way I say. You better get on away from here. You gon' see it's gonna be some slow singing and flower bringing. If my burglar alarm starts, you don't wanna fall in love with me. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. See, you don't wanna fall, Lala. Oh, oh. Yeah, you know, I hit it with. I had to hit it a little early because I was like, Go "All right, we gotta wrap it." I thought she was gonna come in with a bar, though. No, no, no. You was holding it down. Oh, P.O.P. So much. P.O.P. Hold it down. Praise <laughs> the Lord, niggas. So welcome back. Praise the grown. Lord, niggas. Yes. This week's episode of Getting Grown. How's everybody doing? We're talking about the ghettos of adulting. Wow, what a time to be alive in this crazy crazy world that we're all we're all negotiating together but yeah you and yours first me and mine i'm good i um you know i'm tired but it's been a productive week thus far and a productive last week made a guest appearance on see the thing is and so sorry i was talking like tammy roman um (laughs) i didn't realize uh on see the thing is so that should be coming out soon that was a good time with mandy and bridget uh, hung a little bit with Erica from Good Moms, Bad Choices. She was in town. So uh, her and Irie came over and Noah and Irie played and Noah's nice. friend came over and they had a play date. And it was, you know, just nice to have some time together. And It's been a good it's been a good week and a lot of work is getting done. School is phenomenal. I'm having a blast. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, it's like a really good tired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like. Okay, I said this. Now this is what it's like to go back as an adult, because I even see how much more some of my classmates will call out. Now I know circumstances happen; it's not a shade, but I I realize going back and like really knowing and really being set and like I'm not going to be doing much more outside. I've done all these other things, and like mm-hmm. I, now I'm really getting into my. I think that it there's just a different appreciation. That's all. Um, so I'm, I, I feel like I am in a good space, Very good. you know, a positive transition and I feel good. How are you? I love to hear that you are, you know, <clears throat> you are settling into, um, school and thank you. You know, I just think that this speaks to how important it is, right. To sort of everyone to sort of find their own timeline. Like there's no That's one, it. one way to to figure this thing out, right? Some people go straight to school right after high school. Other people, mm-hmm. you know, it takes some it takes some time to sort of live life and figure out exactly where you want to mm-hmm. focus. And now that you have that focus and you have a clear sense of what you want to do and how this fits into that equation, it really does sort of breathe new life into. Absolutely. Like, and I'm sure this makes you, well, just the way that you sound, the way that you sound talking about it, it seems like this has changed the way that you even think about school. Oh, um, absolutely. I think it's, 
I think that I, I don't really love the narrative of pushing people straight out of high school to be like, go to college. Yeah. I think it's good for them to find some structure. Yeah. I think it's good, you know, even if you want to start off with community college and maybe some work experience and, and a little bit of exploration. And I think white kids have been allowed for so long to have these periods of exploration that you know, that, that we have not been afforded that opportunity as Which much is. that might be something that we want to transition into as we are in a new generation raising another new generation. And yeah. so, um, you know, it has cha- framed. I, I'm not ever going to shit on college. And I've never shit on college. I just always was like, oh, formal education is not for me. But I think it's not even about formal education. It's about really figuring out where you want to be and then applying that. And I don't think enough people are allowed that time to figure out where they even want to be. Absolutely. You know? And that's like this. And I think that's one of the things I think, um, you know, if I think about my work and sort of like scholars of of our generation, um, that that's become so clear. Like, I think there's so much evidence to that effect that, mm-hmm. you know, there is no one foolproof pathway to no. success. Um, and I mean, depending on how you even define success, right there, there's so much, so much of life is about <laughs> that exploration that you, mm-hmm. um, that you were talking about. And you're absolutely right. in that communities of color, we don't necessarily, uh, feel like we have that leeway mm-hmm. um, because there are other circumstances that may influence the degree to which we can just be out here figuring it out. You know, most Absolutely. of us have to get on that timeline of I got to take care of myself. And so that mm-hmm. that pushes me into doing what I need to do, not necessarily what I want to do or what I'm called to do. So I love that you're finding this way and it's not that's why that's why I try to and I know it's hard because people assume that I'm biased because I have the background that I have as it comes to to education but I really hate to hear people say things like it's not for me I -hmm. think there it's fair to say that that timeline might not be for you or this particular uh you know type Mm -hmm. of school or program Mm -hmm. or formal education Mm -hmm. may not be for you but i think everyone can benefit from specialized training and that's all that college or post-secondary education really is it's just the opportunity for you to have some specialized training and skill development in one particular area that's a beautiful point you just brought out i'm sorry um go ahead about and that actually that that's a big help in reframing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i think this experience and how you just worded it is beautifully uh is beautiful in how in reframing because i did think that formal education was not for me it is though, um, because what you're and doing I think is formal the, education it is formal educate farming school formal education all of it and but what you said specifically about formal education maybe not being not not being for you but maybe you're on the it's a different timeline it's a different I think timeline. that is it's a, a different beautiful pathway point. it's a different mm-hmm. sort of outlook we all arrive in different ways in, in different, different forms yep. but i think the destination is still is still the same and by different mm-hmm. means right there are people who don't go through formal programs but still when i think about times where they sort of pour themselves into 
learning or being self-taught about certain absolutely. things. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. That still counts and it's still a it's form It's still a of form post- of formal education. Absolutely. But I really want, I, I really hope that we can sort of move out of, I actually had the opportunity to write a, um, a, a book chapter in, in the upcoming, um, it's the American Higher Education in the 21st century. It's like this really big sort of seminal textbook that everyone, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, I remember it was, a, it was a yellow book with blue writing when I was in grass, grad school. So we would just call it the, the yellow book. But I had the opportunity to write a chapter in the new edition of the book. I think the fifth edition is coming out now. Wow. And it's about, uh, it's about broad access institutions. When And, you know, we think about college, we think about like liberal arts colleges, you know, mm-hmm. Research One Universities, Ivy League, but broad access institutions, whether that be community colleges, whether that be mm. um, comprehensive schools, regional schools, all mm. of these things, those are called Vocational. broad access institutions. Yeah, those are broad access mm-hmm. institutions where they may mm-hmm. have open enrollment or, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not as difficult to get to get into. And if you mm-hmm. think about if you think about. Um, you know, the literature, or if you think about sort of higher education in the the United States, the truth of the matter is broad access institutions educate many more, like much, a larger percent of, 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 of individuals, way Mm -hmm. more, way more people than your conventional four year. It's true, which is why the percentage of doctors and things like the scholars and so forth is, is, is much less, but you are going to have way more electrical absolutely uh, you know engineers and chefs and so the, and <clears throat> the point HVAC of the, people exactly <laughs> the point of the of the article or sort of the angle that we took in writing the article I got to have opportunity to write it with my colleague Dr. Leslie Gonzalez she's at Michigan State University but our mm-hmm. point was like you know the the literature scholarly discourse and public discourse sort of paints these institutions as like the second tier they're mm-hmm, not at, mm-hmm. because they're not as prestigious or they're not as wealthy mm-hmm. or they're not as popular. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter mm-hmm. is they are the heart and soul of the American higher education system. Without them, the American higher education system would not be what it is today. So why don't we turn? We should be looking toward these broad access institutions for best practices. We need to be highlighting yes. and elevating the way that they do what they yes. do because they are educating larger a larger percentage of the population. And so what would it look like for us to to sort of broaden the way that we mm. think about education and the educational um, you know, trajectories, if we were to highlight and herald these broad access, access institutions for the great mm-hmm. contributions that they make, as opposed to thinking about them as like the stepkids of, of the higher I education complex. I love that so much. And you just broke that down because when you initially said <laughs> the theory of the chapter, I was like, mm, yes, <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> Like, I'm so proud of you. And that's so dope to be able to say I wrote a chapter for the new edition of a book I remember studying in grad school. And I think that alone is just phenomenal. That's Um, awesome. And I'm I'm grateful. This is the reason why I have to think about it. And we talk about it all the time, you and me. So it's like, this is why. It's my hope. You know, I love to learn. I've always been a student. And I'm just a nerd who loves to learn. But what I I don't want to just... um, share my knowledge with mm-hmm. people who've only been educated the way that I've been educated. Mm-hmm. I also acknowledge that people who haven't been educated, you know, 
in the conventional sense, like who, who don't have college degrees, I also recognize that they have a wealth of knowledge that the whole world ought to benefit from. So I got a PhD so that I can help to bridge those gaps and to break mm-hmm. down the scholarly stuff and make it available to public people, um, to the public. So, and we need that. We need that. And the way, like I, like I said, the way you just broke that down right there is was A, so palatable and also... <laughs> so necessary we do need to have these conversations i do feel like vocational schools and so forth community colleges and so forth are treated very second tier absolutely and so and like you said that's a lot of um a lot of of the oil in the machine that helps Mm -hmm. us run as a society you know what i'm saying in so many different facets and aspects yes like, can't nobody sit down and write no motherfucking thesis and chapters if the air conditioner is broke? I mean, and we, and, you know? and I think people don't, so that's the, that's the whole point. Like, and this is mm-hmm. the way that we are sort of resisting the system, resisting the status mm-hmm. quo. We're not just accepting it because we know the truth. We're not going to mm-hmm. be out here acting like the only edu- college education that counts are, you know, people who get educated at these four-year liberal arts sort of situations. The truth Absolutely. of the matter is, you know, there are many, many ways that we build an educated workforce in this country. Mm-hmm. And there's no one right way. And so mm-hmm. why? And that we, we should... view each other as an ecosystem. Absolutely. Because that's the only way mm-hmm. that we're going to survive and sort of breaking down all of this problematic language that categorizes and ranks us according to foolishness and nonsense. That Those are absolutely. all ways that white people have sort of used coded language, or I should say white supremacists, the system of white supremacy, they use coded mm-hmm. language to sort of keep these hierarchies in place. And we don't have time for that. We're we're recasting all of that. We're thinking about things differently. We're, um, you know, reframing, relearning, unlearning. All of these things are important in adulting. Mm-hmm. We're not just going along business as usual when there are clear problems. So let's talk about it. Let's call things things in this dancery. Period. I know. Okay. Okay. In this dancery. I think that is beautiful. Absolute, absolute beautiful work. Um, and as a, as a, you know, blue collar member of society, You know, I'm grateful that we have individuals like yourself and Dr. Felicia Commodore and so forth. Okay, because I got to shout her out who are doing the work. I love we love us some fee. And let me tell you something. <laughs> she puts together a Thanksgiving that would shit on Martha Stewart. Period. Stop it. Okay. First My girl all, makes two, Felicia. three types of sweet potato pie. <laughs> Felicia is a copious host. There's nobody who hosts a function. I said like that make gift baskets and shit for niggas to First take home. When you like, go to a, when you go to an event that is put on by the one Dr. Felicia Commodore, you can mm. expect itineraries, pardon gifts. You can just See, there's just a level of you know she's out here. She's out here. This is what I need in my life. I need somebody like that to help me really elevate myself. Listen. But, but but to have have the U's and the and the and the Dr. Commodores and all of the amazing you know, so um, many so many people act, out here right, doing amazing work. Uh, Not Dr. Even to name Dr. Names. Sharon Breeze. Freeze Brit. We love Dr. Freeze Brit. I love Dr. Bridget Turner Kelly. We just all yes. of this, like we have all of these awesome people. Dr. Fabian Doucet at NYU. Yes. Wait, um, who's my girl who came on? Wait, Beyonce of High Up. Uh, Lori Patton Wait, Davis. Lori Patton Davis. 
Okay, stop it. You okay, know, look at me girls. knowing all, all of these the academics. I'm like, all let me girls. sit down and taste. You know what I'm saying? Have a conversation. But I love that we have women like you all in in doing the work that you're doing to speak for people like like us. You know what I'm speak saying? We for, need that. I mean, we y'all, we are, we are. We are because of all of us, like you know, like and I'm and we Absolutely. say that all of us. Me, like Lori, I listened to a keynote that Lori did at the University of Indiana just last week. I'm talking about, and she was talking about, you know, coming from East St. Louis, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, I am what I am today, but you know, my grand, my, you know, my people, I come from blue collar beginnings, <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, I I believe that some of the the most intelligent people that I know didn't go to school. They didn't go to college, but they are just wealths of information. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like they ought to be regarded as such, you know? Mm-hmm. And if and if, mm-hmm. if I had to get a PhD to be able to enter the spaces um, and start to tell those stories, you know, if I had to get a PhD so that I can have the credentials to write the stories mm-hmm. that my grandmom and them couldn't write, then let's do it by all means. I know let's that's get it right. done. Because the only book y'all going to get from me is a memoir. Because one day I'm going to tell you the story of how I ran, how I rolled out of my father's car on picture day. And he told you you what? Shake it off. Shake it off. It's going to be the black Woo! version of that girl's but I'm down. But it's going to be my version of just just a compilation of stories of Jade's life. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. And I think everybody ought to write one because there's so much information. I in would there. love a memoir from everybody. Honestly, I would them. read them all. We all need Unless you're Michelle Obama. Oh, oh I'm just like <laughs> Don't do her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep doing it. I, I did enjoyed it. Next I enjoyed it. Now, it was we lengthy. Did. <laughs> but it was a good time. It was a steady time. <laughs> it's so irritating. All right. Let us move Let's get forward. to a little bit of trash. I Let's think that, that sounds appropriate. I think that's what we should do. A clean up woman is a Ooh. woman. <laughs> trash today. Oh, man. So this first story... Is not funny, but it's funny, but it's not funny. And okay. I'll tell I'll talk we'll talk about it from both aspects. I'm nervous. Right off the bat, it sounds ridiculous. So Daniel Kaluuya. Oh um, I've heard about his this. his camp oh, is I'm concerned. concerned about I too him. I am concerned. And uh report allegedly his family and friends and the people around him are concerned. Because they feel like he is getting scammed um, by a lady, a 50-year-old lady by the name who calls herself Air Holiness. She's she's um, 50? Yeah, she's 50. The picture that she, I saw was somebody in like a, a bikini top. That person yeah, is 50 years she old? Was, it was like a 50-year-old hood healer. Yes. Yeah, that's what you saw. Hmm. Um, and she calls herself a life strategist. Uh, and so people are getting worried because Daniel has fired his publicist. He's fired mad people in his camp. He broke up with his girlfriend. And she is now, this air holiness is showing up to all of like his filmings. When he has to go on set, she's coming with him. And people are in his camp, allegedly, are rep- allegedly reporting that they... Um, are, yeah, they're worried about it. They're worried about the influence that she has on him and his behavior around his association with her. And so 
that was like the kind of funny part just because I was like air holiness. But I do want to use this opportunity to say, listen, I understand, um, especially in this age where people are finding their own spirituality and different ways that, you know, I, I get that there are ways that that uh, can just kind of open you up into whatever path that you are supposed to be on. Um, and some things are not for you. But you need to be real careful when you're seeking out, uh, you know, knowledge or whatever products, um, you know, anything like that from people, because everybody does not have the best intentions. You know what I'm saying? So and that's in all spiritual spaces, whether you belong to the church or not, whether somebody is selling you like think about it you're buying some oil or you're buying some and i'm not saying everybody has bad intentions there are some beautiful healers out there but you not everybody is a healer and not everybody you, is listen, is putting maybe the i best should be quiet of, because <laughs> like no please healer, speak healer. please i'm a, like every, people have different <sighs> gifts but everybody don't have these gifts that say they got these gifts and some people is are out to make money and some people are out for whatever their their selfish desires are and it skews what for the people who actually are trying to do positive work and it's not cool and you fucking with people's spirituality you fucking with their livelihood and ultimately that shit's gonna come back on you but i just find that to be no 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 you just gotta Listen, be careful with who you're it is important with. it is important as as we are navigating the world and become exposed to different things and different people that we are <laughs> diligent about maintaining a sense of self mm-hmm. and being connected mm-hmm. to people who we trust and, and trusting, you know, our discernment and the discernment Absolutely. of the people around us. Because Absolutely. there are lots of predators, as Jay was saying, and a lot of people who disguise themselves and portray themselves to be who they are not solely because they want to take advantage of you. Yeah. So I'm some sort of weird need that they have, whatever that reasoning may be, they don't have good intentions. I don't know what your, what, you know, listen, I can't speak for, you know, everyone has, like you said, everyone has their own practices, their their own own community and community, Uh the things, you know, but you know, for where I come from and what I believe, you know, there are, attacks and spiritual things things that are designed to sort of take you off your course um and and get you disconnected from what you're supposed to be connected to and so we have to be diligent around Mm -hmm. keeping ourselves safe and guarded from these evil uh predatory and and they can show up in all people and places they can be coming through selling you sage or they can come through the church trying to give you holy water this is about human beings with with uh ill intention you got to and this is about like kia said guarding your own um using your own discernment and really trusting your 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 own intuition or whatever it is when it comes to dealing with people who uh, you are seeking help from because there's nothing wrong with seeking guidance or help, but it just makes sure that it comes from a space that is trustworthy. And there that, are you red know, flags that, here. There are red yeah, flags here. Very that, much so. You know, you know, as you sort of nap, be leery of things that uh, t- 
take over your life in, in these ways and cause you to disconnect from, from people, anything that's mm-hmm. going to uproot and completely mm-hmm. dismantle everything that you've built is something. And I'll say this yeah. for myself. That's not something that's come from God. That's not anything that will cause you to completely undo your life. Yeah, and dissociate and from, from everyone. Community and your That's village. Not, and, mm-mm, mm-mm. Those is red flags. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. is red flags. Yeah. And so, um, you know, emoji, I just emoji, emoji. caution, caution folks against this kind of stuff because, you know, not, not to, not gonna hold you and not to make light of this, but it sounds like legit that Daniel is in a sunken place and we all need to be concerned. That's, that's what they're saying on these here. I don't like it. And it does sound very concerning. And I hope that he gets in front of some people soon. I'm gonna be pleading the blood. Me, myself. I be trying not to pass judgment on people, you know what I'm saying? And I understand, like, I I get it. I understand that we all have our different ways. But I seen a picture of that lady, and when I tell you immediately, I was like, no, 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 no. I plead the blood. And listen, if you ain't think like me, it's okay for you to tell the devil to get the hell away from you because I have to cuss him out every few days. Get your ugly self out of here because you're not going to win in here today. Yo, trifling. Nah, you're not bet these, nigga. Get out of here. These cannot be coming and taking you off. Like he has said, off of your your path of, you know, and dismantling your whole life in Period. whatever way that looks for you. That does that's that's not what what uh true spirituality is. And that's why I keep specifically using spirituality because this can come through any religion, through any um divination or whatever right mm-hmm. it can come through any of that so it's it's about safeguarding yourself um yeah be careful and being diligent here. in that well whew, okay more trash okay so Brittany griner oh this um, is tragic wnba it is so tragic it's WNBA scary nba star it's frightening actually she was arrested um in russia mm. on drug charges and so she had a vape, um, correct? She had a vape in her bag. They they said they smelled marijuana oils, which you got to be. When I tell you, you have to you have to be going through every gum wrapper in somebody's bag and then smash the thing open in order to smell anything from a vape. Like you there is no way for you to be able to smell that. But she's in Russia. And we already know how they get down and we knew how they got down before this shit. And so they, uh, so essentially her wife is fearful that they're going to use her, that Putin is going to use her as a high profile hostage uh, and or an example. Um, And it is really, really, really scary. It's really scary. It's really scary. Um, And I just, I pray for nothing but some, safety for her and some sort of miracle that she is released out of this situation because this is od same this is it's not okay oh my god that was so frightening um aretha franklin's granddaughter oh i'd heard heard that she was down to the american idol she was a down to the american idol which now is uh hosted not hosted what's the the, the panel, panel whatever the panel of judges include consist of big face lionel richie go ahead um 
Katy Perry. Big face Katy Perry. <laughs> and a white man that I've never heard of. Uh, <laughs> what is his name? Is it the Who same? Is, is it Keith Urban? Was I it don't. Keith? Hold on. Let me I don't know. Up, and who's that? <laughs> Keith Urban is married to the other lady. Hold on. Let who's? me see. American Idol. You know, I don't First know. First of all, this is so black. It you is. You know she's married to that lady. Oh, <clears throat> her. The one who has that chin. No, it's oh, Luke, yes. That's it's Luke Bryan. <laughs> I, I don't like know it was who Keith that is. Urban last time. Let me look it up. Was Keith Urban? Let me. I know I didn't make. Well, that who was up. he married to? A Dixie chick or a Faith Hill? Keith Urban Maybe a was Carrie? a host. He hosted in season twelve. He is a. I he didn't. is um. He is married to is it Nicole Kidman? No, he's married. Were to she's remarried? Too. No, no, no. I'm lying. It's not her. Now let me see. Personal life. Yes, it is. He's been married to Nicole Kidman since two thousand and six. Oh shit. Oh, at least she, you know what? I'm glad she's they got somebody in her life because you know her children don't fool with her. Who, Nicole Kidman? Mm-hmm. They have two daughters named Sunday Rose and Faith. You know, these, these, um. These Sunday Rose. Go ahead. Sunday Rose. Um, um yeah, her children yes, don't so fool with Luke her Bryan. because they're in the Scientology. Are okay, Luke now? Bryan. Now, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're. That's the tea. That's some new Oh, yeah. Her children with Tom Cruise. Oh, they're deep into the Scientology. See, Because mm, Tom Cruise really banged with the Scientologists very oh, hard. Yes, he's very well. deep in the Scientology. He's like a, he's, he's praised mm. and worshipped within Scientology. So don't get he's me a, going because you Luke know. Luke Bryan is a country music singer. Okay. Um, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what this says here. <laughs> And okay. I don't know. Well, I don't know who he is. I don't think I know any panel of his songs. Of Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and um, Luke Bryant, the country singer. Yeah, Bryant. But Aretha's granddaughter went down. Cute mm-hmm. little thing, fifteen years old. Just seems like a just a nice young lady. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, she she was sweet, and she also let people know, like, hey, I don't sing like my grandmother. I have my own style. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yes, you better have your own voice, queen. She's like, grandma was like, it was weird for her to be famous to me because she was always grandma. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is, you know what I'm saying? Because, ooh, hate Retha. But, (laughs) don't do it. Because we all uh, (laughs) But she also kind of affirmed that because she was like, oh yeah, grandma didn't go anywhere without her purse. And Lionel (laughs) was like, no, she carried her purse to the edge of the stage if she was going to perform and the purse was right there. While she performed, as soon as she come, like the purse was in view. Period. And they was like, what's in it? He said, is it true? She used to carry a pistol in the purse. She's like, no. So Katy Perry's like, what's in the purse? She goes, the money. And I was like, yes. There you go, girl. The bag. The money. Right. The bag is in the bag. So (laughs) she sang beautiful voice for a 15 Mm -hmm. year old, but just not developed. It needs some more work. Um, And so she didn't, you know, she didn't make it. She didn't get a gold. But I just. But no, Lionel she, Rich, I heard that, that Lionel Richie was very affirming and was, encouraging to her. So. And he told her to just keep on trying. And, Absolutely. you know, she was gifted, but needed to sort of cultivate. Like, you know, yep. music is a talent, but we also need to sing with skill. Amen. Yes. Oh, that's right, Lionel. Yes. Tell the people. So I was like, I just thought it was a sweet moment. I just wanted mm-hmm. to bring it to the trash. I, I was like that. Aretha's granddaughter auditioned for American Idol and didn't make it. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> that's not even shade it was just like 
you know, I no, love that's to see so, it. I love, I love that she ha- will have her own journey and this will be a part of her story. Ex- that, that is a better way of what I was trying to say. <laughs> I, I, I was, that's why I was like, I'm not shading a 15 year old. The girl was sweet as shit, but I am just saying, I'm glad that she's, she's going to figure it out her own way. And she's not just being given things for sure. And, She's got people who are, like you said, actually affirming her along the way so that that development can actually can actually occur. So um, it was just a sweet moment. Uh Um, Kimora Lee Simmons. Um, Well, what is this about? Ooh, it's not about, you know, that neck area. Um, So she was married to this white man named Tim Leisner. Okay. um, Who is caught up uh indicted i guess on an embezzlement scheme oh dear oh yes so you know she was about to get caught up in the Mm. embezzlement scheme uh she's been accused of hiding tens of millions of dollars for her husband oh um and he was he's an ex-goldman sachs banker okay so he actually pled guilty to money laundering oh. um, and was involved in a multi-billion dollar uh, one in DB scam. Oh, and so terrible. Where, where marital privilege would usually come into play, he actually did something right. He admitted that he photoshopped divorce papers from his first from his his first marriage to his previous wife in order to marry Kimora. So he so never that, divorced that lady? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. But now <laughs> she won't get caught up in the legal drama. Because, because they weren't legally married. Mm-hmm. Look at yeah. God! Because sometimes... You see. You see. What you, you think see. is going to be a terrible thing will be the yeah. thing that saves your thing. tail. Literally exactly. saves your behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That just blessed me. Yeah, I thought that. W- I was like, "Look at the spin on that." Okay, Ooh, look at it. Look, they spin it, nigga. They spin it. <laughs> yes, the thing that you be like, and God be like, "Listen, I done told you. I got Don't even this. worry about it. Let Don't me do what I do out it. here." Okay. Thank you so, so much. So I just thought that was a lovely, and you can go read more up on the story if you'd like to. I'm all But I just it. thought that was. I said, okay, yes. this is what I. This is what I like to hear. Absolutely. Um, and I'm gonna close the trash out with some absolute trash, some oh, dumb shit. And okay. if you have something that I've forgotten, please feel no, free to chime I in. I think I'm all trashed up. <laughs> well, you're really about to be because, uh, you know. We, you and I are not of the TikTok generation. Not, not like that. Not. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't realize that there are like TikTok stars now. Yes, you know the I'm girls saying? is out here getting to the bag. So I, so I hear. I'm like, okay, stars. Well, one of them is now facing felony charges oh, for robbery. Sweet. Um, after he was identified uh, by the FBI by his shoes he wore the same shoes in his tiktok videos that he wore while he was robbing niggas why was he robbing niggas if he's a tiktok star i don't know (laughs) (laughs) his name is chosen with a z terrell hannah 
Mm-hmm. I don't even feel bad for him. You got to be more careful, young man. You've got. You he looks not, like he dyes his locks with Kool Aid. So I you just, should not be out here. Why the heck? If you is a TikTok so star, right? And they're saying now that TikTok is the new wave, right? It's it's out here outpacing all of the conventional social media platforms, and <laughs> people is out here making monies and doing all kinds of crazy things. And on TikTok and getting going viral and being famous. Now, why in the world if you still robbing people and Wait, you ain't got to change your clothes? Wait a minute, this nigga Chosen World, it was his name on TikTok, has more than one hundred and forty-eight thousand followers and one point six million likes, and confessed to robbing four convenience stores over a three-month period in them sneakers. What an idiot! Well, maybe he wasn't making no money. I'm not excusing it because there's I too don't have a lot of money, but I have no interest in in robbing convenience stores. But listen. And he robbed the seven eleven twice, the same one. And a tobacco shop. Nigga. Is he Is he, <laughs> is he well? Is I don't he high? Know. Like something something's wrong. Uh he could be actually. He uh, yeah, he could very well be. Mm. Yeah. You know these young, you know the, you know these these new kids be using a lot of Listen, different things. Y'all, and I'm gonna talk about that in my in my petty peeve. So stay mm-hmm. tuned. Oh, oh wow, substance abuse. Can't wait. Um, well, shall we move on? I think we shall. I think we should. My sister's popping right now. This week's shout out is you know brings me a lot of joy because I over the weekend fell into a rabbit hole of watching the Instagram videos of Courtney Taylor. Her mm. her screen name on Instagram is at this is Courtney Taylor. And I believe that that's her screen name on TikTok as mm. well. Uh, this woman is a genius. Hilarious. <laughs> um, she Hilarious. is so funny. And I feel, I love her because... She is like getting grown. Like she will fit right in down to the kitchen yes. table. We are all yes. of the same age and space. We're we're thinking about things uh very similarly. And mm-hmm. um I just love her and her videos wanted to shout her out. I was t- telling Jade about her and Jade reminded me, you know, I didn't even notice, but this is the same girl that plays Issa's assistant on Insecure. Yes, and I thought she was hilarious on it. She, she was actually my favorite character is of the season. Genius. Genius. And this is officially a this is Courtney Taylor stand account. Agreed. I Agreed. am we are highlighting her brilliance. I, Kia re, re, reminded me yes, because indeed. I got caught in a in a rabbit hole of her Instagram when Insecure ended when I was looking her up mm-hmm. and then I for whatever reason didn't even go back and Kia reminded me and I went back and said I forgot because yes. these Smasher Pass she videos she does Smasher Pass videos with like Disney characters yes. villains cartoon moms and dads I mean and she just has like I love when she makes fun of her mom because you know we all do that um, yes. she Especially also she had a lot of you know she's representing for uh you know the big booty brown girl contingent she we mm-hmm. want to know where we can find affordable 
uh, non-fashion Nova fabric pants that fit our behind <laughs> that don't have holes in the butt cheeks. Like, you know, we mm. all out here, not everybody is out here trying to be Meg Thee Stallion. We just want to go down to the Target and we just need a pair of jeans to do it, you know? Oh, I have one. Target pants. Yes. And so this is the thing. We love Courtney. You should yes. follow her if you're not following her. Go ahead and tell yes. her that Kia and Jay was giving her the big. She's going to be like, who? Exactly. Like, don't even worry but, you about know, it. You can just tell her. She'll be like, I, I don't know. You. That's cute for them. Um, but we love you, Courtney. And we think that we you're do. brilliant. We and do. you really gave me so much joy this weekend that I wanted to tell everybody to go and get them a piece of your awesome content on the social media especially in this women's history month oh, oh yeah all right let's that's move it. on to our kitchen table talk well they do it i have somebody that i want you guys to meet his name is cairo and he is a curious and friendly seven-year-old who's determined to navigate life in the big city with a little help from his parents and his brother Omari. And let me tell you about Cairo. He's a sweet child, okay? Sweet. Unlike his little, little ball-headed <laughs> counterpart with a name that starts with the same letter, okay? Y'all know who I'm talking about. I don't need to say it. From Wondery, The Adventures of Cairo is a show for the whole family that brings you stories about kindness and courage and just so many different life lessons that we can apply as human beings mm -hmm. and including things like why division homework is the worst okay because it is i don't know how to divide now <laughs> in each episode cairo's adventures impart lessons that will stick with your kids which i think is so important mm -hmm. and like when cairo learns the importance of sharing when his school hosts a winter clothing drive i love it love it or when uh, Omari, Cairo's big brother, teaches Cairo the best way to make a new friend is to just be yourself. Okay, um, a lesson we all need, hello, including some of you adults. Thank you. <laughs> or the time Cairo tells a story, you know, tell a little, a little fib about doing his division. No, homework. call it what it is. It's a, a lie. lie. <laughs> And he learns that sometimes it's important to just ask for help when you need it. So whenever Cairo mm -hmm. doesn't know what to do, he leans on his friends and his family to lead the way. The Adventures of Cairo podcast shows that even though being a kid is hard work sometimes, you can have a lot of fun learning along the way. Listen to The Adventures of Cairo wherever you get your podcast. All right. It is Women's History Month, as we talked about. We've been talking about it. We are continuing our celebration of black history by skating on into Women's History Month. And 365. This, absolutely. Like Black History 365, Women's History, Black Women's History 365. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so in that vein, you know, I wanted to, uh, you know, acknowledge by the time this episode airs, airs it will be. Uh, International Women's Month, uh, mm -hmm. International Women's Day, which is celebrated Day. on March 8th. Um, and I wanted, so, you know, just sort of learning, you know, realizing that the day was coming up, I was sort of, you know, reading through the internet, trying to get some information. Because I hear about it, you see it on the post, everyone does their little, you know, viral, you know, you see the viral sort of hashtags and posts that kind of see. But I was like, let me really get into this and really understand 
what it's about. And I found mm. myself, you know, really inundated with information and more importantly, misinformation. And mm. since, you know, this is a space, as we talked about before, where we like to really clear up any any confusion and, and you know, give everybody access to the information that they need in order to, to reach their own conclusions. I thought it would be uh, useful to just sort of talk about International Women's Day and what it means for black women, women of color, um, you know, women who are not white, cis heterosexual yes. women. Um, and so mm -hmm. just, you know, breaking down the history, uh, and I want to sort of acknowledge um, that I got a lot of this information, well, a lot of my initial information came from an opinion piece that I was written by Edna Bonholm, who's a writer and mm -hmm. historian, who's a historian of science. She's actually based in Berlin. And she wrote an opinion piece that was basically highlighting how the origins of International Women's Day um, focus almost exclusively mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. you know, the interest of celebrating the interests and achievements of, of white women in the white, white women's, women. women's movement the feminist mm -hmm. feminist movement um and so you know talking about its origins white yes talk about its origins women in uh you know new york and um you know how how over time feminists mm -hmm. in, in europe began to also convene on march 8th to to celebrate the achievements of the women's rights movement um, mm -hmm. and sort of just highlighting it and becoming a day that was heralded by mainstream feminism, right? Um, but, you know, as, uh, you know, as Edna Bonholm stated in her piece, uh, the European and American mainstream feminist movement for a long time excluded black women from its history and its, celebra and its celebration of women's achievement. Um, and nas nationally and historically, internationally and historically the the day has historically excluded black mm -hmm. women the contributions of black women from the conversation and so that led mm -hmm. me to really sort of under, to to think about okay so since we're being excluded what are the ways that we can amplify and and mm -hmm. publicize and highlight the important work of of black women feminists and the contributions that black women have made to the feminist movement mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which led me to really uh, sort of do a bit of a deep dive into understanding black feminism and womenism as, as, mm -hmm. you know, you know, bodies of public discourse as tools, um, mm -hmm. theoretical movements, uh, th theories and movements, I should say. And I want to preface mm -hmm. this by saying, you know, I fully acknowledge that this, you know, these feminist uh, texts, and all of the work of black feminists, this is not an area of study that I have spent a lot of time in, admittedly. Um, of course, I have, you know, a lot of my work has been informed by the work of black feminists and black feminist thought leaders like Patricia Hill Collins and Brittany mm -hmm. Cooper um, mm -hmm. and uh, Alice Walker, uh, mm -hmm. Beverly Hooks. Smith, Bell Hooks. You know, of mm -hmm. course, you know, these things have been, my, they've, their works have shaped my life and how I do my work. But to be honest, there are, there are whole degree programs and people who mm -hmm. study black feminism and womanism exclusively. So I want to honor their work as well and sort of say that Absolutely. I am not, 
an authority here, merely broaching this conversation as a space for us to sort of collectively do some resource sharing as a community mm-hmm. so that we can all become, um, you know, more informed and enlightened by, by this work. What were you going to say, sis? I was going to ask you, because we talked about this um, obviously earlier, mm-hmm. but I was going to ask you, because I do have a point I would like to make uh, before you share your Oh, please. Very detailed and in-depth resource list that will be shared <laughs> in a very specific place. Absolutely. Because I would like to put note the work that was put in. <laughs> um, but can you give that definition of what a womanist is? Because sure. I like that you said a feminist and a womanist. Feminist and a womanist. Womanism is a phrase that was coined by Alice Walker. It initially originated in some of her work in the 1970s. It was actually mm-hmm. a term that she used in an essay. It was like a short story, like a fictional short story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she's since published books and essays that really sort of outline the term more broadly but you know Mm -hmm. womanism is really a space for black feminists and people feminists of color who are all committed to and openly acknowledge a love for black women and that when we say love it's like not not simply you know sexual love or relational love in that way but like love, like I love yeah. black women. And also, you know, when Brittany Cooper, we talked about Brittany Cooper's eloquent rage on this show. We also mm-hmm. had the opportunity to talk to Brittany Cooper, uh, Chantel and Susana when they came to talk about, yes. uh, um, you know, their work through the Crunk Feminist Collective. But Brittany Cooper uh, defines herself as a black feminist and, and it's her feminism is rooted in a love for black women Absolutely. like Alice Walker and that womanism. So in that love, um, you know, that's demonstrated by by being committed to the survival and wellness mm-hmm. of black people. So it mm-hmm. is through that love for black women that the purpose of that love is to really cultivate the survival and wellness of black people. And it's all yes. about it's all about um celebrating um the ways in which all of our humanity exist for so yes. long black women are have been regarded solely as as labor they only mm-hmm. look at us for what we do and we talk about mm-hmm. that even last week you know I, we identify by our work but there's so much more to our humanity our mm-hmm. experiences our perspectives and it's important um that womenism black feminism these schools of thoughts give us the tools and resources yep. and the language for for really having complex uh, conversations that illuminate Mm -hmm. all of the complexities of our lived experiences all of the ways that our identities intersect um and and acknowledging that those intersecting identities and, and and also considering that because of those intersecting identities we are often you know our marginalization is compounded. So we are oppressed as black people. We are oppressed as women. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not an either or it's always a both and. Yeah. And And then you take it a step further and you, and and you make sure that you include um, where, where, where oppressed is women, where Mm -hmm. oppressed is black women. And then you've got our sisters who are oppressed as black trans women. Absolutely. And that's one of those really important intersections (laughs) 
So um, also which is not why only trans, trans identity, mm-hmm. but also thinking about, uh, you know, queer identities as, as uh, queer well. identities. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. all, all queer identities, you know, not limited to, you know, just just trans identity. Absolutely. So, so what we love is, you know, and I'm glad that you asked to make that distinction, because I think Alice Walker does a really she has a really useful metaphor for thinking about mm-hmm. womanism and feminism. She says that womanist is to feminist as purple is to lavender. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it is so, true, you know, even like they are purple and lavender are two things that come from each other, inform each other. They're sh- yes. they are connected, but they are two distinct yes. things. You cannot yes. use purple and lavender interchangeably. Similarly, mm-hmm. you cannot, you know, use mainstream feminism and black feminism and or womanism, those things are mm-hmm. not the same. They are two distinct mm-hmm. things and we need to respect those distinctions, which they I think are. is, is really, And I love really the different important. work of the different scholars who study feminism. I know that people have a very narrow view that feminism is just burning your bra and screaming. Oh, yes. But, you know, that has also been a picture that has been painted, um, you know, by For sure. People. And we have um, to be, yeah, we have to be conscious against safeguarding from that kind of problematic misinformation yeah because that keeps us in the weeds of worrying about about the wrong things and there's just so much when you even look up feminism and specifically black feminism you can get like links to tweets that have all kinds of problematic incorrect information out there absolutely um and so absolutely if you've ever read anything about Bell Hooks alone, mm-hmm. you will understand that her feminism is 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 spoken from an aspect of love within the community Absolutely. and what has been missing within the community and things and how we can incorporate that. It's not coming from an angry standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so if that's your view of feminism, then you have a very narrow view and you need to go do some more reading and exploring. For sure. I think of this a lot in a lot of different ways, people who are dissenters or um, you know, don't agree with with black feminism. A lot of times it's from this place of I think I can. And this is just my guess. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. again, we're not professionals again, again on this. <laughs> but it seems to me that all of this is rooted in um, there's this like defensiveness. Right. And so I think a lot of times we get people people conflate like accountability with like being attacked or tearing somebody down and Mm -hmm. i'm so glad that you said that because you know at the root of all of the work that's out there about black feminism it is about uh love it's about Mm -hmm. connecting it's about Mm -hmm. uh it's giving us language for fully thinking fully embracing our full humanity as black women so that we can, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a society, so that we can, you know, love ourselves and love our men and love our children. Exactly. With that same as fullness. Our fools, as right. our full selves. With yes, that same exactly. fullness. And, and recognizing that with that love comes a responsibility, right? Absolutely. Like, because you love me, you're going to ensure my safety for, and safety yes. from harm in very particular ways. And so it, mm-hmm. it, it puts a standard and a demand on people. If you love, this is how you practice the love mm-hmm. um, yep. of, of war, toward for for black black women. And mm-hmm. so uh, I love um, how. So so for me, the tools of black feminism um, 
are so important and it's so important to make that distinction because there are people out there like I saw a tweet and there's a lot of I don't want to name names, but I saw a series of viral tweets um, that were posturing and positing, positing, positing that uh, black feminism was created by a white feminist by, by the name of Gloria Steinem. Okay. Who was at some point an agent of the CIA. And so, you know, and she admitted, uh, allegedly, she she admitted that black feminism was created solely to drive a wedge between black women and black men. And that sounds like a real white woman thing to say. <laughs> but but um, you know, it's that kind of misinformation that is it what leads people to be resistant towards, you know, the tools and the language and the resources that come with black feminism. And, you know, like any other, uh, you know, body of work, ideology, mm -hmm. school of thought, you know, mm -hmm. it's okay to, to have questions or to even come across things that you don't align with or agree with, but that doesn't Absolutely. mean that you have to throw the whole thing out or, mm -hmm. You know, just, you know, things are much more complex and nuanced than being, you know, black and white. Spit out the bones. Absolutely. And so mm -hmm. I love how, you know, I worked um, over the weekend and just sort of pulled it together as I was just doing my own research. I started research. I started to sort of track all the resources that I came across. And in the end, you know, developed this really dope resource list that that really highlights mm. 25 amazing mm -hmm. books about black feminism and 15 articles. And then there's all kinds of videos and other resources that really just talk about all that black feminism is highlighting specifically the ways that black feminism calls attention to how the mainstream feminist move movement erases black women by centering mm. white cis women um, mm. and who are, who are solely driven by uh, achieving equality and parity with cis white men. Mm. Um, and so, mm. you know, black feminism gives us some language and tools and resources for really showing how these things function systemically. And if we're not yep. intent, if we're not intentional or aware of them, we can be, you know, complicit or engaging and working uh, alongside white feminists, sometimes mm -hmm. at the expense of black people. Um, uh, also, some of the resources on the list help us to see how uh, black women, um, how sorry, how traditional feminism forces us to choose uh, between which fight for liberation we want to engage mm -hmm. in. Are we going to mm -hmm. fight for the freedom of women or are we going to fight mm -hmm. for the freedom of black folk? When the truth of the matter is we are both black and women at the same time mm -hmm. and we ought to be free. We, we deserve mm -hmm. to have a freedom that fully acknowledges the complexity of that intersection. Yeah, um, and that humanity. Absolutely. General. And mm -hmm. finally, black feminist helps us to remember that by failing to think about our liberation, um, as a freedom from, so, you know, because it focuses just on uh, gender issues, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's this tendency for us to sort of, you know, think about that or focus on that as opposed to really thinking about these things within the context of the larger system of white mm -hmm. supremacy and oppression that we're all, mm -hmm. we're all in, right? Yeah. And so it's not about picking and choosing which battle we have to fight. Our focus should always be on dismantling the machine of oppression mm -hmm. and black feminism helps us and gives us some things that some key sort of, uh, you know, 
considerations and actual steps and practices that we can do waters of to navigate supremacy. those waters and to, to have the <clears throat> language to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, like I said, this is not going to a kitchen table where I am, you know, giving y'all where I'm, I'm, I, I don't ever posture myself as an expert, but but no. I'm just saying specifically here, this is not my field of study, even though my work mm-hmm. has been informed you know by know. these perspectives. You know what you mean. But mm-hmm. I'm saying that, you know, I just wanted us to talk about this here. As we think about International Women's Day, we ought to be thinking about the ways in which we can amplify, um, you know, the complexity and the full humanity of black women who have been historically excluded from that conversation. And I'm excited to share um, this black feminism resource list that I've put together. It's going to be available on the getting grown Facebook page. Ooh, can I add to your list? Absolutely. And I'm, cause I was going to say that this is not an exhaustive list. This is just a start. And I'm sure that I want to put things. I want to put disclosure um, documentary on Netflix on that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I mean, well, in our mother's gardens, which was actually mm-hmm. which was actually inspired by Alice Walker's essay in our mm-hmm. in our mother's garden and then later later the the book. Um but there there are tons of um tons of of resources here uh um and and like I said, I tr- I was very intentional on including, you know, uh black feminism as it relates to uh, Latina mm-hmm. women, Afro-Latina mm-hmm. women, um, mm-hmm. trans women, um, mm-hmm. all of all of these, uh, you know, I tried to, to develop a range of, of mm-hmm. resources of the, um, of because that's really what that's really what black feminism is is all about, uh, mm-hmm. fully embracing all that we are and really being um, being the purple uh in the sea of lavender. In the sea of lavender. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Or lavender in the sea of purple. No, because it says womanist is to feminist oh. as purple is to lavender. It's so to womanism lavender. Okay, is the right. purple. Okay, and I think that's so right. true, right? Because actually, lavender, no, you're right because that's the larger. That's the larger. Like you aspect. know, there is no lavender without purple. With, yeah. And so it's no, about right. fully like you know it's about you know having a a, a much deeper. Uh, uh, you know, outlook and perspective as it relates to mm-hmm. to the interests of women, all women, and 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 and, and acknowledging that Black women are a part of that, um, central yeah, to that. You know what? I'm about to make a new flag. <laughs> I'm about to make a new flag. It's gonna be all these hues of purple, nigga. Okay, and it's gonna be everybody. All the different intersections. Gonna we gonna have some maroons. Oh, we love. We gonna it. have some royal purples in there. Some lavender. Yeah, I love it. All of it. I put. There's so much on here. I put Crystal Jean's video on um, when she did the Marsha P. Wash Marsha P. Johnson uh, story for Drunk History. That absolutely. Yeah, wait, counts. I have to tell you, mm-hmm. your niece. Um, I told XZ, your niece had to do a black history project, not a woman's history, a black history mm-hmm. project on an activist. Everybody had to choose an activist to to do a presentation mm-hmm. on. And I asked her, I said, who you want to do your presentation on? And when I tell you without a beat, she was like, Marsha P. Johnson. Yes! And I was like, yes, all right. We love it. It was all because of our visit to the park where we went to the Marsha P. Johnson Park Um and we were, you know, reading over the different facts and just that. having little conversations. And she 
that was so ingrained in her yes. that when it came to it, she she was she did her little project on on Marsha P. Johnson. I thought that was really dope. I love that. That's and one dope. of her slides was, and the P stands for pay it no mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. But yes, it was so good. That is what, you know, the kitchen table, you know, and I'm hoping, like I said, this is just the start. It's not an exhaustive list. I want to thank um my good sis Shay Shahara Dent is her last name. Mm-hmm. She is assistant professor of English and women's studies. She's also the graduate director of the women's leadership program at Missouri State. Okay. Um, but I will I will absolutely give her credit in the in the description box. But Shay teaches um, she teaches a course on um, black feminist thought at her institution. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she, you know, you know, was a, a great resource for me. Uh, I was able to bounce some of my ideas with her and she, you know, shared a syllabus with me. And, you know, I was able to add those resources to the to our resource mm-hmm. list as well. So shout out to Shay. She's doing amazing Thank work. Thank you, Shay. Um, and but yeah, I'm hoping that other women, people who are much more familiar and versed and people who are out here doing this work would add to this list, add to this conversation. Jade and I Absolutely. are going to be working on um, some stuff on this as, you know, in, in the future. We want to continue these mm-hmm. conversations about black feminism, intersectionality, all of that. Um, and I'm hoping that this resource list can be something that will that will live, um, you know, on in our community and continue to grow and expand to be a starting point for folks who are just looking to expand their knowledge um, and awareness as it relates to black feminism, womanism, et cetera. And so mm-hmm. I hope that y'all, let's not say, give me some grace. Okay. You know, I'm doing my best. <laughs> no, I think you did I a have beautiful worked job. Very Thank hard. you for putting together that list. <laughs> no, you did. And I was going to say that. Thank you for, for putting so much effort into, into the resource list. Um, Kia put a lot of work in you all. And it's a lot of different references. This is my nerdy. Uh, I just nerding range. out. Yes. And I and I think it's fantastic, which is why we need a doctor on the team. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> so I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for you and those resources. I'm really grateful for that definition between womanism and fem- feminism because I've always said it. Feminism don't sit right with me. I'm not a feminist, mm-hmm. but I am a womanist. Yes, indeed. And I am a black feminist. There, yeah, I think you should look. I put it, it the, it's on the resource list. There's an essay um, where Alice Walker really defines womanism that I just gave a very quick abridged sort of response but if you read the essay there are loads of examples and and things that we can can draw from to really she paints a very comprehensive picture of all that womanism is and I think that that's something if you as as you that's a great a great resource that really helps you to, mm-hmm. to hold up against your life and your practice and you can really see the ways in which you are demonstrating these things or Absolutely. not holding a mirror up <laughs> yeah and so that's that's one of the things that i plan to do having all these tools and resources keeps me accountable to make sure that i am living a life that matches the values that i say that i espouse so say that i really again. hope that we can continue to do this and again there's no shame here if you don't know a lot if you're still learning um there's no shame in that 
we just have to combat misinformation with more information and use Absolutely. our God-given brains to consume information so that we can Ooh. reach our own conclusions instead of just... I mean, when I tell you the common sense that you were Ooh. born with... Jesus. some I'm, I'm convinced everybody's born with it and they just lose it somewhere along the way. <laughs> just tumbles right out their pockets. No, but I'm serious. <laughs> we have to be we have to be diligent and just not not believe everything we read. But when we have information, we can literally scrutinize. We can interrogate. And it's yes. not for the purposes of tearing down, but for holding up. Right. Yeah. You got to learn how to ask the questions. Yeah. Ask the questions and really get in clarity. This is how I, we, to, I get to give that speech to Noah earlier about mm-hmm. about because she fucked up her smoothie and I <laughs> and it was all because she was moving too quick and she wasn't letting me help her. And she mm-hmm. tasted it and she goes, well, I guess I wasted strawberries and a banana for nothing. And I said, the next time mm-hmm. you'll listen to me so mm-hmm. that you can learn how to do it properly yourself. I was like this strength and listening as opposed to acting like you know everything i was like that is that is actually strength it may be portrayed as a weakness but it's Mm -hmm. not yeah i was like never be afraid to let somebody who knows what they're doing and that you trust show you how to do something so that you know how to do it for yourself in the way that you want to do it so yes and creating safe spaces that are compassionate when we need when we learn hard lessons and when we make mistakes you know, it's Absolutely. no shame in taking the L. We all have to do it. But I think that right. this is what this is all about. And I love it. And I love it. And I think that we should we should call this episode The Color Purple. Let's, that's it. Let me put it right now in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right y'all now, check out the resource know. list. Comment. Let us know. You know, and I would love if you want to add to it, let's do it. Let's make this pop. Let's make this a getting grown black feminism syllabus. Um, yes. And I want to make this oh. a thing. Oh my bad! No, I go got a DM um, from somebody, and I'm I, I'm sorry, I'm bad. I'll see him, and I'll just forget to respond. <laughs> um, and she was like, "Why is, was the episode called Daddy Whistle Will? That is the very first lyrics on uh, I think Legacy from the 444 album. Uh-huh. And it's Blue's voice asking yep. Jay-Z, Daddy, what's a will? Mm-hmm. So that is why that was the title of that episode for Very know. good. Very good. Come on. I Just love like that. The color purple. I color love purple. that. Come on, Done. Alice Walker. Doesn't that doesn't that <laughs> given that given given that definition of womanism? And given that uh, analogy that Alice Walker used to compare womanism and feminism, doesn't that mm. like change how we think about the movie, The Color Purple? Well, it yes. And I thought about that. And I thought about that through the complexities of the relationship, the different relationships. Yes. The relationship between Celia and Eddie, the relationship yes. between Suge and yes. Celia, the different, just the different threads and mm-hmm. the different tones and the nuances mm-hmm. of of us as black women and our relationships and how we exist and how we learn ourselves and understand ourselves Mm -hmm. and really become our full selves through the, the lens and the mirrors of other black women. And so I think it's beautiful. And I love the, and I love the fact that, um, you spoke about Alice Walker using womanism and how this can be a mirror for us, because let me tell you, 
Alice Walker originated cis womanism. She hetero made it. women, my cis hetero, and a lot of us cis hetero black women. We have to do better with making sure that we are inclusive with, and actually practice the act of womanism by making sure that when we speak about our struggles and we recognize our own struggles, we are recognizing the struggles of every body who identifies as a black woman and or queer person mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because that is such an important and 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 i've become so much more educated you Same. know as time has gone on and understanding the struggles i when i talked to you about um the documentary earlier mm -hmm. that was such a beautiful picture of uh the role that that trans women have played in the film industry mm -hmm. and the history of that and how there's just there's so much lost um in that that we don't try to understand mm -hmm. and we really need to hold a mirror up to ourselves and make sure that when we are speaking about this that we are not doing what white women have done to us absolutely that because it we're includes all, everybody yes. we're all swimming in this water like we said absolutely. last week like you know white supremacy is not the shark it's the water we've all it's been swimming water. in it all of our lives and as you know and i mean not even on purpose it's gotten into us absolutely and so we have to be we have to be diligent um about uh, and thinking about the ways in which we are not perpetuating it. We are yeah, trying to don't, change. I don't the see color. The don't yeah. I don't see color. Just the 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 you know everything because you, you need to yeah in order to problem. be able to recognize the changes that need to be made for sure. So um, I thank you so much for bringing this conversation to the table. Um, I Kiel, there will be a link in the description box that provides the resource material mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. um, as well as you know some of those that have been mentioned throughout the episode. Oh, yes. um, and we hope again that this is just a starter conversation because sure. this is not something that needs to be discussed on one day in one month. This is ongoing because there is an entire system that needs to be dismantled. Burn it down. <laughs> so um, with not that your bra. being said, keep that. Burn the system <laughs> keep down. Keep your bra, please. Don't please. burn okay? your bra. And as Kia said, make sure as a matter of fact, I need to tighten up my own strings. Same. I said, <laughs> same. <laughs> Tighten up your Make straps. Make sure you tighten up those bra Absolutely. straps. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, we are not going to have an honesty box this week, but continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to slide right on into this self-care. Slide. I want to take a moment to talk about something that we care about, a functioning democracy. Maybe you've noticed this too, but there's been a lot of bad news on that front recently. I know it can be tempting to just tune it all out, honey, because, you know, we need a break. But it's really mm. important that we stay engaged. The good news is that there are tangible ways that we can all help to fix things. Here's one way. A bunch of us in the podcast community have partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan organization to spread the word about efforts to protect our elections and pass laws that will make our government truly of and of, by, and for the people. We're doing this because America faces urgent anti-democratic threats. Literally 19 states have passed laws uh, just last year that make it harder to just vote. And election workers are quitting in droves because of threats and harassments. There's a coordinated campaign to put people in charge of our elections who don't believe in democracy. But there are things that we can do together to ensure free and fair elections. 
If you care about the state of our democracy like we do, it's time for all of us, independents, progressives, and conservatives, to put country over party and take a stand. Head to represent.us slash podcast to learn more. That's represent.us slash podcast. I deserve all right it is time for our self-care and i spoke to kia a little bit about this earlier it's not a conventional self-care i think i say that all the time so i need to stop saying that but you know even just to piggyback off of our kitchen table talk and especially towards the end where we talked about holding mirrors up uh in order for us to not only just hold ourselves accountable but just like understand things better and make adjustments um i have really you know i've been doing a lot of work with therapy and journaling and so forth and so on and i'm recognizing um different instances where my delivery needs to change in order for me to get a result of being heard Mm -hmm. and so that's not all the time because let me tell you, <laughs> to, I, they, the you know, the mask policy is done. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Oh, but nice. the mask policy is done. And I did have three white men who tried to come up in our classroom today with no mask on, just breathing and har, har, har all over the place. Oh, no. They got to the door jam. And <laughs> without hesitation, I barked like the motherfucking pit bull of the class. Get the fuck out of here if you're not going to put a mask on your face. You see everybody in here with a goddamn mask on. Don't come in here being disrespectful. It's times like that where, you know, the tone is necessary. But there are other times where even in dealing with loved ones that I recognize, I'm like, okay, if I can just adjust my delivery in this in this particular instance to get my point across, because my point is still my point. It, it will be heard in a much more palatable way, right? Or hopefully that's the result. So mm-hmm. that's my self-care this week. That's yes. my mirror this week. That's what I'm actively working on. Um, it doesn't apply to that cab driver I told y'all about a couple <laughs> weeks ago. It doesn't apply to any of the two white boys I cussed out at school. It's not those types of instances. It is other instances where, you know, you dealing with you dealing with the people that you love and so you want to deal with them with tenderness and love. For sure. Um, you know, and when you know when you when you might not the most tender nigga, sometimes you need a little help. <laughs> you need somebody to wrap some saran wrap around you and you know what I'm saying and just kind of knock your ass into some softness. So All right. That's okay. Though. I appreciate it. Like we said, yourself, when we were talking <laughs> earlier, it's like we said, you know, in, in the moments where we are still sort of finding our way through this, God is so good that he will connect us to people who are, Let me tell you, something. you know, bring balance to the situation. Because there are times when Jay got to balance me and it's time oh, where yeah. I got to balance her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is so funny how it works. Because we don't talk about it. Yeah. It's not planned. But when I tell you, like, we, <laughs> yes, we joke, we laugh, and it is very much Team TTG over here. Like, Train. But go. on the same token, <laughs> when we got in a goal yeah. and we have a mutual goal, mm-hmm. there are times when my patience is like, cut the shit. And Kia's <laughs> like, so let me just intervene. <laughs> 
so that, you know, we have a productive meeting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then there are times when Kia's like, I can't motherfucking, I will not. And I'm like, it's all good. Hey, <laughs> such and such. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's we, a beautiful balance. It's a partnership. That's what partnership is. is all about. Okay. We just, you know, we got to compliment each other and that's what it's all about. So that's what's up. And I love to hear that. Um, I also, before I go into my black women self-care, I was able to look it up and I was wrong. Shay, Dr. Dency is an assistant professor of English and women's studies at the Mississippi University for Women. Oh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes. You got the M's confused. I did. Yeah. Mississippi University right. for Women. Um, okay. Awesome, dope Ooh. sister doing great work in gender studies and hip hop feminism. Dope. We love you, Shay. Don't Thanks feel bad. And anybody help. who got in, don't feel bad, sis, because let me tell you something. You First of all, you introduce her as Shay because that's your homegirl. Yes. Like sometimes a nigga come to me and be like, what, what does Monique do? do? I don't know, I don't nigga, know. but she just moved to London <laughs> and she is an executive nigga and she yes. is paid, Period. bitch. Like, She's out you know there what I'm saying? Things, so okay? I'm, I may not be able to go through the ins and outs of my homegirls, what the fuck they up. do. There's so many of the Kia saying I give the same description of Kia to everybody. Mm -hmm. She is studying higher education <laughs> for black children. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. Policy change. Policy change. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. So don't feel bad. Listen. You got it together and we're gonna put the information in the description yes. box. Period. And I knew that Shay was the person I needed to call. And I I just couldn't think of where where she was. But yes, thank That's you. All right. Thank you for giving me some some grace right there. My self-care. Yes, okay. please. I have gotten myself a nutrition coach. Okay. You oh, you're really on this path to like <laughs> I am working. I'm working very okay. hard. Okay. Um, trying to to make better choices. And so given our conversations that we've been having right here on Getting Grown, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and Dr. Ruggles, you know, just sort of helping me to really come to terms with the fact that you know, bigger than just healthy eating and exercise itself, it is the way we have relationship with these things the that really makes yeah. the difference. And so as I'm trying to repair mm -hmm. my relationship with eating and food and sort of combat all of the years of my childhood that I was, you know, forced to be on diets and, you know, all of that. Um, I want to yeah. really work with someone who can tell me, tell me, you know, what my body needs in order to function. Mm -hmm. Like a yes. trained professional who could tell me, mm -hmm. I mean, thinking about food as fuel, um, but thinking about, you know, how many, because, you know, you read things. I feel like I've gotten all kinds of tips and tricks from people. Mm -hmm. uh, how many calories is a person, my size, my stature supposed to be eating? What it like, you know, if I if I need to, you know, develop a deficit so that I can lose some weight, what is a healthy range for that deficit that will still make sure that I'm getting the right amount of nu nutrients and nutrition? All Which of that. That's why you got to find a reputable matters. nutritionist. That's why you have to find a professional. And so I really want and not somebody who can just sort of, you know, that's going to just sort of, you know, look at my BMI and tell me things. But people just who are not a bitch <laughs> at the hospital who's going to tell you, oh, right. you're pregnant. Well, according to your height and weight, you should only gain 12 pounds. Right. Kiss my yeah, like nobody ass. got time for that. I really want 
I, I, you know, did some research, got some, got a good recommendation from my, from my good friend, Des, who's been working with this, this person. And, you know, she told me right off the bat, like she was very candid. And one of the things that I loved about her, she was like, my focus is on helping clients incorporate realistic nutrition patterns that are regimented, but not restrictive. There will be no carb vilification, juice cleanses or fast, just moderation and education on how and what to eat to achieve your goals. And so, so if on a random Saturday you want some hot wings, yes. you don't feel and no way about And that's what she told me. Them. So like I, in a niche, in in, a, in our sort of consultation process, she has me working on developing a a food log um and an intake form that's really mm-hmm. tracking what I eat and you know, she told me like to tell the truth. So if you ate a bag of gummy worms, put that on there because this is not mm-hmm. about me telling you never to eat gummy worms again. This is just me telling you how to incorporate what like you like you have a half a cup of gummy worms yeah the whole bag. or like you know if you do end up eating a whole bag that don't mean that you know you have you know shot everything to hell um mm-hmm. but maybe there's some other adjustments that you can make to sort of balance that out and so i'm just worms. now getting started um you know with her we we are very early on in this process so i'm gonna try to keep you guys updated and informed Please. with how things are going but that's where we are. And it's like, again, you know, this is about me recognizing I'm I'm 39 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the size and weight that I was when I was 29 and mm-hmm. being okay with that. But yep. I want to make sure that if I'm working out, that I'm eating in ways that match my effort so that Absolutely. I can have the body that I, you know, would like to have. And it's not about shaming the body that I currently have, but just sort of learning what how to how to care for my body in the ways that mm-hmm. it needs to be cared for. I love that. I think that sounds very balanced and healthy, but what the hell do I know? Um <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, we have been so positive this whole episode. I think it's time to get a little chaotic and head into these petty peeves. What say you? Okay. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> this thing in here, huh? And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. As I stated during the trash, my petty peeve deals with this current wave of substance abuse in our in our culture. Yeah, I'm so curious actually. I totally forgot about that. I'm please. Well, this is just I mean, it's really petty because this is what we're here to do. Okay. But I am just you you people are just cooking down all of this the 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 cold medicine and mouthwash because all oh. of it is under lock and key down what? to oh, the Walgreens. No. <laughs> and I am so annoyed that uh that uh that uh I can't even get Melissa Wait, 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 wait. How do you know that's what's happening? Because I asked the man. I said, let me tell you, the man I had to went down to the CBS. Needed to pick up some Listerine. I was in there to get my prescription. So I said, let me go in there and get me some mouthwash. 
it was in the cabinet under lock and key. And I had to find a manager to get me the listen to me. And I said, sir, I don't mean to trouble you. <laughs> but can you explain to me why on earth you can't even have the scope out on the counter? He said, young lady, the children is coming in here and buying up all of this stuff and cooking it down and making drugs. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And I, I said, know about cold medicine. I said, what? He was Listerine. like, no, but there are ways. I mean, this is something that the meth addicts, I mean, there, there are ways that these people get into their homes and be Dexter's laboratory and these common household items yeah. and making manufacturing control substances and evidently oh. the the there's like all kinds of normal over-the-counter things that pharmacies are now being required to lock up and track who is buying how many because this has become a national issue and so my petty peeve was just exhaustion that the girls is, I can't even get no mouthwash and no Tylenol cold and sinus without getting a manager. And I'm sick of it. That's really all. Wait a minute. Not this article in the Baltimore Sun. Go away, Baltimore Sun. Go away. I want to read this. These people said that their son you have got to get the fuck out of here. They're, they were at a standoff with their son during his eight-day visit over the holidays because he used three and a half, one and a half liter bottles of Listerine. <laughs> because what? He was he was doing something. He was Dexter's laboratory. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Mixing up all kinds of cold medicine and vitamins and stuff. Snort. Well, y'all can't do nothing crazy. with my activated charcoal mouthwash. Oh, so good Lord. luck. <laughs> well, I don't advise. Listen, that's one thing I don't advise. You snort up your nose. But uh, no, unless you're trying to. Uh, I don't know. And I'm saying I could be nostrils. wrong. I don't know. But this is just what the manager down to the Walgreens. Told listen, me. if the kids were eating Tide Pods. This is this, what I'm saying. This, this makes so much more sense. This is what I'm saying. Honest. It's that kind of wave. It's that kind of vibe. The people, when they can't get their hands on the real stuff, they will just out here, be out here making the way down to the target. The Tide Pods were crazier than fucking Listerine. At least you know I can I'm understand. People out here mixing content. the Listerine with bleach and stuff and making... Let me tell you something, because in jail, these <laughs> niggas is getting drunk off of Kool-Aid and hand sanitizer. Let me tell you. What? Yeah. Yeah, I'm dead ass. <laughs> I'm so serious. Oh, that just made my whole liver twitch. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Is they getting drunk off of That's hand sanitizer terrible. and Kool-Aid? I don't want them to be drinking that. <laughs> yeah, or they make these drugs called whippets. But okay. you all go do your own research Let's on move that. on. What um, is your petty peeve? Because I'm getting depressed. I have two, actually. Okay. I have right. two. Go ahead. Um, A so double this for your morning, Oh, my God, because... So this, so I, you know, my mornings, I have just made a self-care to myself that I'm going to take this cab because I can't fool with the train right now. I just can't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So my mornings are pretty. I get the cab. I get to just kind of chill out for half an hour, listen to my music. You know, sometimes I get a nice cab driver. We have a beautiful conversation. But this morning I got an angsty Jamaican. 
And that nigga talked so much. I mean, when I tell you he was telling me, we had gotten to one corner and this nigga was like, and this is where I got pulled over because, and I was like, okay, all right. I don't want to hear about your woes behind the wheel no more. Like, I'm like, this is really like shitting on my vibe this morning, my nigga. So, you know, I'm trying to give him hints and clues. You know what I'm saying? That I, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm about to put my headphones and he keeps talking to me. So finally, I had to flat out lie. I say it. Yes, I lied. I said, I have a Zoom call. I got to get on. <laughs> I was like, so I won't be able to respond to you anymore. Like, because everything I did, including full out ignoring this nigga, did not stop this nigga from talking to me. Do you know saying a Zoom call? I was on a Zoom call, did not stop this nigga from talking. talking. My Lord. He God. was talking. And he was angsty. The whole ride. So he's honking his horn at people. But it's like during times, you don't need to honk your... He's honking at niggas in the tunnel. I'm like, why are you honking at niggas in the tunnel? They're not even going slow. Like, he is just doing the most behind this wheel. And he stressed me out. And he kept talking after I said He's cussing niggas out and honking horns while I am on my fake Zoom call. We need like a taxi cab. We need like a taxi cab chronicles from you. We do because I have some great cab drivers. But when I tell you I got. So then. So then my second petty peeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he messed up my morning commute. So I'm like, no, I'm still going to. I forgot my thermos this morning. So I said, that's all right. I'm going to just stop in the coffee shop on my way, you know, upstairs or whatever. So I go into the coffee shop. I'll just get my coffee from there. So I go in. And I forgot that they lifted the mask mandate. Oh, dear. So it's just yuppies breathing their free <laughs> breath all Lord over everything. You breathe it on the straws. You bring it, breathe it on the napkins. You breathe it on the register. You breathe it on me, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. I just was peeved. And I had to take a second and say, Jade, you live in a world that you cannot control and you can't do nothing about this and as shit continues to lift and niggas continue to act like as soon as it's lifted that nothing can actually happen (laughs) then you're gonna stress yourself out all you can do is control yourself so i had to i just had to take a second and and just recognize that all i can do that didn't stop me from cussing them white men out though upstairs for trying to come up in that classroom with no mask on because what i can control i will and Here. that is the bottom <laughs> line <laughs> bottom line and that is another episode of getting grown thank, thank so you much. so much we had such a good time today hanging out with you guys it's been amazing as always thank you guys so much for always showing up to the kitchen table um checking in with jade and i and joining our conversation we just love it and we love you we do we love you all so much yes continue to stay tuned getting grown is up to things we are we are on the heels of a birthday (sighs) (laughs) And you know, we Whose just birthday. Our birthday. Oh shit. Oh yes, getting grown. <laughs> I'm thinking about a human. You? I'm like, oh my no. God. It's not your birthday, kid. No, and it's not mine. Bir- yeah. 
it's the weed. So sorry. Yes, getting <laughs> grown is turning five years yes. old at the end of this month. We are, and we're excited and thinking of ways to celebrate. But stay tuned because we're working on lots of different things. We're thinking about how we can continue to grow. Um, and we're excited. Thank you for being a yes. part of our tribe. Tell them what, yes. what to do, sis. Close us on out. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're coming up on the hills of an anniversary, the very first thing that you can do is ignore Tyrese continuously. Yes! Uh, <laughs> Even though he just lost his mom and we are praying Oh, for him. I didn't know that. I'm so yeah. sorry. Damn. Timing is <laughs> awful. Shit. Well, I didn't he lost know. his well, mom a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago. I'm so sorry about that. Um, well, <laughs> wow, Jade. <laughs> you didn't know. No, I didn't. That was really one of those moments. You know the moments where you like be, you know, y'all be ripping on each other. Yeah, we roasted each other, and a nigga be like, know. "My mom, you my mom died," know. and you're like, "Oh man, like I can't continue on with this." <laughs> but no, okay, all right. Mind the business that pays you. Yes, because indeed. That's your business and your business alone. And somebody else's business does not what? <laughs> Pay, you. Pay you. Make sure you drink that water so that That's you it. can keep that body moisturized inside. Okay? Because what's a body yaddy yaddy if it's dry from the inside out? It's trash. And speaking of inside out out mm-hmm. make sure you are thoroughly moisturizing that body from head to toe i'm talking about the scalp mm-hmm. down to your cuticles down to all right down it's to very very important very important why sis because your black will crack if it's dry especially your hands we don't yeah. want you out here looking like you got the hands of sojourner truth okay Grandma, as you are washing <laughs> your hands, <laughs> be intentional about Grandma. carrying you something with you that will keep you moisturized. Okay, because listen, I we can we we be looking young and supple in the face, but them hands will tell all your business now. Okay, don't say we didn't warn you. Love y'all. Bye bye. Grandma's hands. <laughs> I was giving you see how I gave you undertone music. I mean, she was giving us, didn't she give us like some credits music? Go ahead. Oh, man.